0: Ready? Welcome back to another episode of the Hustle Muscle Podcast. I am your host, Chris Graham, a.k.a. The Hustle.
1: And I am your co-host, The Muscle, Chris and Graham. So a huge
0: shout out to our guest tonight.
1: Yes. Oh, my God, guys. I'm so excited. He's from New York. Jersey,
0: yeah, Jersey in the house.
1: We left Jersey, but we're bringing Jersey back.
0: Yeah, Bring for Jersey. This? Yeah, I am. I, I, I don't. We'll let. Let's let him introduce himself. Because I don't want to ever under introduce somebody. So. Okay,
1: because I took a deep breath and I was going to say his name, but
0: I would say IFBB Pro yes. bodybuilder. Yeah, similar to me. I would say this guy looks very. His much biceps are like
1: about half as. Double the size as mine.
0: All right, let's bring him in here. Okay, let's bring four guys in the back like this much, They're
1: not even- so He's like, I'm out, Mr.
0: Guys. Guy, Sister Nino.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: What is going on? How are you, sir? Thank there you for joining us.
2: What's going on? Glad to be here. Uh, uh, we want
0: to, first of all, uh, say thank you for coming on and joining for us sure. tonight. I am excited because the next six hours of this interview, we have over 400 <laughs> questions for you. It's going to be jam-packed. You're going to have a great time tonight. Um, So, guy. First of all, uh, if if somebody comes up to you and says like, "Hey, who are you?" How would you introduce yourself currently, like as of right now? How do you introduce yourself to someone? No
2: pressure. Like, who is guy? Are you? I literally go, "I'm a nobody."
0: Perfect. That's (laughs) how we do the same exact thing.
2: When (laughs) because it's like, or if somebody goes, "What do you do?" I just go, "Um, I either own my own business or like they push." I just say I'm a professional athlete, and I leave it at that.
0: Do you ever have a tough time? And I'm going to ask this because she has a really bad. Do you ever have a tough time saying you're a professional athlete? Or do you, are you like, the at the, the point now, you're just like. It's the most awkward
2: thing in the entire world.
1: Amen. Thank you so much for saying that. She won't do it. And
0: I, I do it, like, it for her.
1: I'm like, I own my own business. And Chris is like, tell people you're an
2: athlete. She'll be like, I,
0: I like to work out. And I'm and like, I know, well, like, just like, say you're, like, a professional like, athlete.
2: You know, when you have to fill out forms at, like, doctor's office and it's, like, occupation. <laughs> like, if I'm sitting there, like, I've been talking to I'm sitting there with, like, a girlfriend or a buddy, and I'm like, what do I put in there? like, you put your a pro bodybuilder? I'm like, no, putting it. <laughs> <laughs> like absolutely not. Cause they're going to be like, I, I oh.
1: flip tires. Yeah. That's my job. I Thanks. feel like
2: if people knew more of what I did and it was more mainstream, then maybe I would say it. But when I, it, it opens the door to a thousand questions that I shouldn't have to answer. If you followed bodybuilding. Right. You know, so and it's like,
0: like I think when people like when we try to talk about like strongman, because it's always hard to like introduce my wife as a professional strongman athlete because they yeah. automatically assume I'm married to a guy named Chuck. <laughs> and so it's like when I'm like, she's a professional strongman athlete, they're like, well, what does that mean? She's like a bodybuilder. She's, you know, I'm like, no, I'm like, it's totally different from that. And I've like explain like, you ever watch guys back in like on CBS in the eighties like lifting up trucks and tires? I'm like, that's what my wife does.
1: Right, like I'm the girl of deadlifts, guys, truck.
0: Yeah, it's, it's confusing for all of us.
2: It doesn't look like yeah. a dude, do we?
0: <laughs> right, yeah. Right.
1: <laughs> so. But I have a really cute sports bra on while I do it, and we're good. Yeah.
2: Do you ever get people that are like, it, like you like jack chicks? And People think, like, because I bodybuild, that, like, I, I'm into, like, girls that are, like, 250 pounds shredded without <laughs> like, That's actually not what I like.
0: <laughs> well, people will come up to us. And then they'll look at her and they're like, you work out? And I'm always over here like, Like, I work out too. Like, I'm not as big, but like, yeah, you we know, both the, work out. The I'm problem like, and is- they just go to her like, oh, you like
2: to work out? And I'm like, what about me? Like, Because it's, this is why, ready? Because there's more guys that are in shape and not as many women that look like Kristen. So if a guy sees you both, they're like, oh, he fucking works out. But holy shit, I've never seen a girl look like that. And that's the yeah. difference. Is that she, like right. there's there's not as many girls that look like her. Right. And there's a lot of guys that look like me and you.
0: It, well, I wouldn't say me and you. Oh, I would put never put, in put us. Category. I appreciate that was the biggest compliment. Like I would never pro, put me and you in the never same in c-
1: pro body category.
2: For-
0: <laughs> Please don't put us in the same category ever again.
2: <laughs> I am not that big, bro. Uh, I'm a little two twelve.
0: I will uh, say, for one thing, that you do have a, a magnificent beard, yes. um, but that does lead to a question uh, when it comes yes, to bodybuilding. Yes, your body beard's building.
2: better. We can move on. Uh,
0: <laughs> no. So, uh, you know, Christopher Luke, uh, say, from Blackstone. Uh, I don't know, and I never pretend to know a lot about bodybuilding. That's not the sport that I ever really knew much about. But uh, with, like, Christopher Luke, I know he shaves his beard when he competes. Mm-hmm. Um and I've heard that. And I asked this question deliberately.
1: He deliberately. shaves, Yeah. yeah. His beard. Right before yeah. he
0: competes. And I've asked PJ, I asked Chris and all this. And uh, they always say like, and I've heard it from PJ that some he thinks, or there's like a, I guess it's like a rumor out there is that like shaving your beard might be better for bodybuilding. Uh, but you clearly don't like whenever I've seen you compete, we, we recently saw you on, uh, we were watching what Netflix generation iron. You were on that. Um, but yes. you have a beard when you stand on stage. Uh, is what's the deal with like having a beard versus not having a beard when you're actually competing in bodybuilding?
2: It depends on the show. So I think, I don't want to say like I started the beard trend, but like not a lot of guys really wore a beard on stage. Actually, you watch that generation. Um, if you watch the 2017 Arnold when generation iron did the, um, uh, what is it called? Um, The announcing they actually said that like they've never really seen a guy with a beard like that on stage because like nobody really wears it because not that it's frowned upon but like i've been i actually went in 2016 to the olympia sponsored by a beard company and they actually flew the their crew out just to cut my beard so i went to the pre i went to um check-ins my beard was like crazy and then the next day i got the they came the barbers came my room cut my beard like it looked incredible Wow! I went to the fucking check uh, to the meet and greet at the Olympia. Robin Chang comes up to me and he's like, "Looks much better. Get rid of it." (laughs) 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 Okay, I got to take so I all that and I shaved it all off. Really? Wow! Yeah, because they say that it just it like distracts them from the physique, but depending upon the judges that you talk to. They'll be like, no, it's more like, okay, now, just like tattoos. Like, now there's competitors covered in tattoos.
0: Back right, then, and like, I see I it with guys done. and girls, both. Like, some girls, some guys,
2: like yeah. tattoos. Yep. Like, if it was up to me, I would have a lot more tattoos than I have. But I had, I got one tattoo, and it cost me three surgeries. So, I, <laughs> that was that.
0: What do you mean it cost you th- Like, to get rid of it, or?
2: No, 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 I still have it. But I got this when I was 18, and my body rejected the ink, and I've had, oh wow, like seven lymph nodes removed because of it.
0: Really? Holy yeah,
2: cow! They, I, had, I don't I know if I've heard that arm, like, twice.
0: Oh wow! I had no idea. Wow! Yeah,
2: they, I got a, I got a scar under my arm, and then they actually I just got surgery a couple weeks ago. They actually took one out of my neck. I got a scar in the back of my neck.
0: And that you think is also because of the arm tattoo?
2: Uh, they well, see, I don't even know. They actually they got me nervous this time because it took. Almost three weeks to get my biopsy back because they said they had to send it out for like further testing, and I'm like, that's not good.
1: Well, wow. um, it came
2: back as negative, but the two other times I had it done, <clears throat> the doctor called me the first time and he was like, the lymph node was the exact color of your ink. He goes, it was black. Wow. And then I went to get a second surgery years later, and the same thing, they removed five and they're like, they were all black. They're like, whatever ink they used back then, your body just rejected. So, like, I'm, like, very wow. freaked out to get another tattoo because, like, I went through hell with the first one. Yeah, I don't blame you. Is that your only
1: one in your arm? Yeah, I, don't I wanted you. to get, like,
2: a half sleeve done, like, from Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> right. Maybe, maybe, sit, maybe that sit that out. Maybe sit that out. Yeah, I know. I end up in, like, the ER for, like, three weeks. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I so, tried that on um, my bucket list.
0: All right. So, let's go back to, like, childhood because, like, a lot of people that watch the channel and stuff always are interested in, like,
1: Who were you?
2: Yeah,
0: like, how did it all start? Like, were you always into fitness? Were you, like, into sports? Like, where did bodybuilding, like, how did that all happen?
2: I got forced to play football by my dad when I was in third grade. Um, And back, I'm sure you remember, I mean, whether you played or not, back then, they didn't have flag football. Like, I started football in third grade, like, full pads. It was, like, you hit, you tackled, you ran, like, you did everything. And um, I was, like, really – sketched out because i was small like i graduated high school 165 pounds like i was a peanut and uh as i started to progress in football uh i realized that like i'm getting the shit kicked out of me on the field and then as soon as i got into high school i'm like i gotta do something about this so i was like i might not be like the biggest dude on the team like i gotta i gotta do something to be strong so i started training ended up playing football in college but ended up falling in love with training um so i find myself like putting more effort into the gym than i did onto the football field and it was just not because i didn't love football but i just absolutely loved being in the gym and uh being stronger than everybody and like being able to do things that other people couldn't even though i couldn't do certain things on the football field like other guys it was like well i got you here um and i got heavily bullied when i was young like kindergarten through about i would say freshman year of high school i went to a. a a private high school to play football because like they could recruit at a private high school, like a Catholic high school. So they recruited me to play and they moved me to like fucking quarterback my freshman year. And I'm like, I've never played quarterback in my life and I'm a midget. (laughs) So I got really heavily bullied there too. And then went back to my public school. And then that's when like, I really started like training hard. And then like, I started on the varsity team and then like went to college, played ball and started training even more Did my first show. So it all kind of started from, being too small and then being bullied. And I was like, I'm sick of all this shit.
0: Yeah, I was, uh, I and you're right. Like when I grew up, um, there was no flag football. We did Pop Warner and yeah. I think all the way up through high school, there was never a flag football. That wasn't an option. But
1: you had to get bigger.
0: No, well, so my, my I was somewhat in the same boat. Like you had to, like based on your age and your weight, you had to weigh a certain amount yes. based on your age. And so when I we got close to high school, uh, eventually I had to stop playing because you I was like, small. I was like, uh, yeah, go, we we're maybe two years out of high school, but I was way underweight and I weighed like 120 pounds and you had to weigh like 135 based on that age or whatever it was. And I was like 10 pounds underweight and I couldn't gain weight to save my life. And so eventually I had to stop playing like the year before high school. So yeah, mm-hmm. like this age weight correlation happens. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, I, I think so when I, when I graduated college, I went into the police academy when I went into the police Academy, I weighed a hundred and this is, I was probably 21 years old. I weighed 150 pounds on a good day.
1: That's like when I met you. Yeah.
0: And I graduated the police Academy at 22 years old and I was almost, almost six foot tall. And I graduated police Academy at like 148 pounds. I like oh, lost nice. weight. Yeah. And so like,
1: I weighed more. Yeah. Like I, <laughs> I
0: couldn't gain weight. I would eat pancakes in the morning. Like my mom, like I lived at home. My mom made me pancakes. I would eat food all day long at the police academy. I'd come home, my mom was just making me food. I couldn't gain weight to save my life. Like no matter what I did, and I would just keep losing weight. And they they had a, in a police academy. If you ever, if anybody out there watches Full Metal Jacket, it was similar to that. They had like they had kids that were like maybe almost thirty years old, taking tons of testosterone that were like five foot eight, two hundred and forty pounds, big juice heads. They sat at the fat body table they would take their lunch away from them and they would give it to me. And like, they had like the little kid table and I was at the skinny kid table. They would take the the food away from the fat kids in the police academy, give it to the little kids. And we would eat their lunches because it was like, you guys are too big. You guys are too (laughs) little. And it was like, yeah. And so I would eat like the big kids lunch, you know, and the big kids were hungry on lunch recess. Like, Hey, you ate all my food, you know, I'm like, <laughs> okay, same you team, go. bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so
2: yeah, you're fat. So sorry.
0: Yeah, exactly. And. Uh,
2: <laughs> so
1: my question is, do you think your background in like football? Do you think that the fact that you got into like bodybuilding and training like that? Do you think that helped you or hurt you in like your football career?
2: It definitely helped. It definitely helped. Okay. Um, it helped in the fact that I was able to um, further my career in football because if I didn't do that, I definitely wouldn't went on to play in college. Um, I okay. would have not been big enough. I would have just got the shit kicked out of me. The reason so why you
1: got I, bigger and stronger.
2: Oh, I got bigger, stronger, and faster. Yeah, hundred percent. Okay. Yeah, I went from like, like I was in in college my sophomore year. Like they gave out awards. Like I there was a couple of times I got like the hardest hit award, and I'm I was one of the smallest kids on the team. But like I was strong, I, I got I had the strongest lift total in my college year. I think I, it was college, so I was only like twenty, my senior year, twenty one. But I squatted five fifty at like one hundred and ninety pounds. I did, um, I cleaned three fifty, no three three thirty, and I was benching like three fifty, like nothing crazy. But like nobody squatted near what I did. Like nobody had a higher lift total. So like I just enjoyed that shit so much. I probably would have been a better power lifter, honestly.
1: i love that i feel like i heard those numbers on like pj's podcast
2: yeah i mean that's like like, yeah i mean now like my my best numbers like i've done 600 for reps and squats like i've done um i benched 450 for reps like but then i had double shoulder surgery so that kind of some of that some of that stuff stopped but you came back i came back like i i hit the 160s on the incline dumbbells last week i haven't done that in years so it's like coming back when
0: when you were younger like in uh high school college and stuff did you have somebody that like guided you in like lifting or was it just like i'm gonna just try to be as strong as i can or how did you learn how to like get stronger at that age
2: i read man i had fucking every book every magazine subscription i was doing everything myself like if there's guys at college that will like they're like man and they say and again like i get goosebumps thinking about it because they're like man i remember after practice, you would go in the locker room, eat your fucking protein bar, change your outfit, and go right up to the weight room. And I'd be the only person in the weight room for like two hours.
0: And back practice. then, I mean, because we're like similar in age, but like back then there wasn't like an iPhone. Like you didn't grab your phone and go on the phone. You didn't go on the internet.
2: Down in a book.
0: Yeah, it was it was like books, handwritten. Like you you just wrote things or you read things in books. Like there wasn't I, like let me just pull up my phone real fast and yeah. like just. Yeah. I still
2: have I still have a journal right here. Look, I'll show you. Right here. it's. I can't... I'm just... I can't do that. That iPhone... Like this... I have... I don't do my workout blocks. You know, I do my... I have everything written down. I have every single journal from every... It's, I only do it during competitions. Every show I've ever done, I have one of these. With every. That's awesome. I wow.
0: Like an old school composition it, book.
2: Yep. It's, it has the date, what I trained, how much sleep I got, what... Like with the cardio in the morning, and then it does... Food, vitamins, supplements, food, training—it just—it and it got at like eight fifty p.m., eleven thirty-five p.m. Like it just—it breaks down. It just so I know how I feel, what I trained, I don't forget things. So it's that goes everywhere with me. That book.
0: That's really cool because I feel yeah. like same thing with us was like I'm very like I write everything down. When we worked out. Mm-hmm. It was like we would write everything down like the day we worked out. Yeah. Exact same thing you just said. And it was like it, to me that's the easiest way to do yeah, it. Yeah,
1: and I feel like I, like just. Recently, I feel like there's been a lot of people that have been talking about like mental health and stuff. And the one thing that I tell people all the time is me, for, for me in general, I'm very OCD. So I control, like things that make me feel better are controlling the things that I can control. And I can control the things I put in my mouth. I can control how I react on a daily basis. So my training regimen, I can control all those things. So if I do what I'm supposed to do, at the end of the day, I feel better. So knowing what I did that made me feel better is like keeping a journal like that.
2: Yeah. That goes full circle. You're talking about everything I put in my mouth. I'm sitting here chewing tobacco like an asshole.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't even want to know where that's going. So like at what,
0: like when did you say to yourself, like I want to compete and be a bodybuilder? Like you you obviously moved into football and stuff. Like when did you say like, you know what? I want to, I want to, Really that quick? That's so young. Yeah, God, what were
2: you? 20? I, uh 19. 19? Okay. And I did my first show at 21. This is how it happened. Freshman year of football, I got redshirted, which almost 99 percent of freshmen do because they, they don't want to lose if you're if you're decent, they don't want you to lose a year of eligibility to play. So they redshirted me. I was like, fine. The second and they recruited me for running back. I was a running back and a middle linebacker. They recruited me for running back. My sophomore year, now I played football a total of 15 years. I never played anything besides linebacker and running back for 11 years. I get to college. My sophomore year now, where I should be a running back or a uh, linebacker or something, they decide to move me to a cornerback, which I never played a day. in. My, like I had to learn how to backpedal. Like, every play that I've ever played offense and defense, my first two steps were towards the line of scrimmage. Because that's what a linebacker did, and that's unless it was a pass, and that's what a running back did, even if it was a pass play. I went forward, and I'll never forget. At the end of practice, at the end of camp, they called out names that had to stay after that practice, and those people got cut. And they called out my fucking name in the middle of fucking at that end of that practice. My sophomore year, I took Shit. my fucking pads off and my helmet and chucked them on the field and turned around walked back to the fucking locker room and in my head i was like this is it i'm a fucking full-time bodybuilder and for two days i was a full-time bodybuilder and then 7 30 three days later i got a phone call from the defensive back coach and i'm like what's his name was winston huggins i go what's up hugs he goes uh what are you doing today after uh track or after um class i go i don't know man going to the gym why He's like, they want you back on the team. And I remember being like, do I want to fucking go back? Like, I, I remember I called my mom and I'm like, I don't know if I want to fucking do this anymore. Like, I just don't know if I want to. Like, they already fucking redshirted me once. They cut me and now they're asking me to come back. Like, like I'm not going to fucking play. Like, there's no point. But in my head, I was like, went to college to play football. So like, I have like that thing where like, if I'm set to do something like I just couldn't not do it as much as I wanted to bodybuild. So I ended up fucking playing the rest of my fucking college career and put, and then uh, my junior year, I was 21, my first 21 going into my senior year. And I did my first show. They canceled it nine days out. It was supposed to be in Jersey. I found a show, drove to West Virginia and won, my class, my overall novice open, I won, and then I lost the overall to Fred Smalls, who um, is also an IPV pro, and that show was a week before camp, my senior year, I go to camp, I check in, my dad drops me off, they do check-ins, I get called into the coach's office, I sit down, they fucking have <laughs> printouts of pictures from my show, and they were like, they go like this, you Clearly didn't follow the football program because <laughs> they're like, you don't look like this following and I was like, so they hated me. They, my <laughs> co- they fucking hated me. <laughs> so it was just Oh like, my god. Yeah, it sucked.
1: So there was, I feel like there's a story. There was something about getting to that show. How much effort did you have to put into getting there? There's something with a car that I remember seeing
2: my Bronco. I had a, I had a two toned <laughs> blue Bronco too. And I, w- I brought it to the uh, mechanic and I go, this has to make it to West Virginia. So you got to do whatever <laughs> the fuck you got to do to make this thing fucking make it to West Virginia. And it was like $1,300 worth of work. And I drove it to West Virginia and it made it and I won and I came back. And then that's literally how bodybuilding started. Like I actually went to that show with just my cousin. Like not one family member came. Like nobody knew what the fuck I was doing. Nobody knew what bodybuilding was. My family was all confused. <laughs> <laughs> that's so like the, just, the most I'm expensive first underwear. show ever. <laughs> yeah, my mom was like, "You're standing on stage in your underwear." I was yeah. like, "Well, oh, it's not like underwear." And I remember I got off stage. Do you
1: need time. money? Do you need Do you need me to yeah. give you money so you can I buy the like appropriate attire? <laughs> so my next question is how did you meet PJ so uh, like for me we went to the Olympia like I <laughs> knew PJ from like social media but from what I understand you guys knew each other like way before social media was like a thing I so how to- did you meet PJ from Blackstone
2: 21 years I'm not an idiot Jesus I, I feel so, bad I for started you college in 2000 I graduated high school in 2000 and I went to Western Connecticut State University and my freshman year, everybody was talking about this. Oh, you, like nobody bodybuild back then. Like it was not like a big thing. And everybody's like, you got to meet this kid, PJ. He's like the next big thing, the next big thing. And I'm like, whatever. Like, I don't really give a shit. And then uh, I he ba- he uh, used to um, bounce at Benigan's, So I went to Benigan's one night and we met. And uh, he was like, oh, he's like, you're the guy. Everybody's been telling me I need to meet. So uh, we ended up clicking. And then he was like. I one day he was like, you know, meet me here. Bring a pad and pen, and we'll go over some stuff. And uh, I met him. I think I think I went back to Benigan's like a couple of days later. And I brought a pen and paper. We sat down, We talked. I wrote some stuff down in my fucking composition book. And then we started training <laughs> together every day, every day. Like I was at his grandparents' house. And he had car issues back then. There were times I picked him up from the fucking from his house, drove him to the gym, drove him back home. Like we were inseparable. Like we were together every fucking day like every day in college, like he knew my friends, my barbers. He was in my dorm room, hanging out with my buddies. Like I was like at his parents' house, at his grandparents' house. Like I knew everybody that he knew and we just became like best friends. And uh, he ended up moving to California shortly after I graduated. And then went from Cali to uh, to Florida and then uh, Blackstone Lab started. Yeah. So do you have we any like weird
1: and- weird stories? With PJ?
2: I have a lot of weird stories. (laughs) It's Um, funny.
1: PJ said the same thing
2: about you. (laughs) The first time he met (laughs) me.
0: Wait, hold on a second. Which story were you going to tell?
2: Wait, I want to hear what he's going to tell first. (laughs) Was your story about a girl? I I feel like it. (laughs) Was your story about a girl or girls or somebody being naked?
1: Um, Someone being uh, naked. Somebody
2: (laughs) being naked with a sock and a spray tan. So PJ fucking <laughs> we're outside in my downstairs in my parents' house in the patio, tanning ourselves with the stuff called dioderm back in the day. So he's outside he's outside <laughs> with the sock on his dick. I'm outside with the sock on my dick. We're tanning.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I wish it was a, I wish you. Like, hold on, thing wait. Thing I feel like
0: <laughs> this story sounds very normal to you or anybody else in body, but everybody yeah, else in not- the world <laughs> listening to this right now is like. What did that guy just say? Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> and my mother walks home, and I wish I had pictures to, to like.
2: No, I don't. Pens. I don't. It was fucking. So he meets. So my mom comes home from work, and she like never met BJ. And she's like, "What are you guys doing?" <laughs> and we're like, we're standing for our show. My mom's like, she goes, "Y'all are right." And then <laughs> that was how he met my mom. And then he met my dad. We went out one night. And we got fucking hammered, hammered drunk. We come home. My buddy drops us off and my buddy's backing out of my parents' driveway. And it was like two in the morning. So my dad woke up and my dad's bedroom window was above the um, driveway. As my buddy's backing out of the driveway, PJ fucking pulls his pants down. Do you know what like a fruit cup is? (laughs) Yes. Yes. You know, when, like, like you put your ball, like, like, guys, like, like,
0: well,
2: PJ fucking pushed his cock in between his legs and then bent over so you could see, like, his fucking schmeckle from behind. And so my dad (laughs) apparently saw that. So we fucking wake up. So we go inside. Right. PJ starving. He wanted to eat ice cream. So he's eating ice cream, sitting downstairs at my parents' computer on AOL. And he's on my AOL name. And he's, like, typing. And I, he's like, he didn't have a computer back then, so he's like on my AOL, and I hear him like typing, and I hear him go, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I'm like, what are you doing? Who are you talking to? And he's like, I don't know. He's like, I keep messaging this person, and they're saying the same thing back, and he like clicked, <laughs> his, he like clicked my name, so he's messaging like yo, and then it would like automatically respond yo back, and it was like what's up, and then it would say what's up back because he was talking to himself. He was that drunk he didn't realize it, and then we fucking passed out, woke up in the morning. My dad walks down the stairs, and he's like, what's up, PJ? Nice to meet you. By the way, nice ass. And he was like, and my dad's like, yeah, I saw you bend over in the driveway last night. Oh, my God. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so
1: did PJ tell you that we asked him about you? <laughs> because he are, like, stories.
0: I feel like all these stories came out, like, an hour ago. And, like,
1: we just heard them verbatim from PJ's mouth.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. So at least you know they're on and- fabric
0: like but fruit
1: cups and what i like- will say is there's
0: no discrepancy they came out from your mouth and pj's yes. mouth the exact same yes. so like he- nobody's making anything up no. no
2: did he tell you about the time we met two girls after the club and we're outside and we were like i was making out with one he was making out with one and then like i kind of stopped and like backed up and the girl fucking puked like all over the fucking ground no of- yeah and then He ended up, like, his girlfriend at the time, like, ended up showing up as he, like, just had stopped, like, touching the other girl. And she, like, started freaking out. He, she pulled up and he's like, I wasn't doing anything. And then we end up leaving. We get back to his house. I wake up in the morning and I'm like, dude, I go, we fucked up. He's like, why? I reached in my pocket. I had the fucking girl's key to her car. (laughs)
1: No!
2: (laughs) shit. (laughs) Shit! He was like, what do you um, want to do? Yeah. Like, I don't know. He's like, do you want to bring the key back? I go, no. He's like, what do you do? I said, just throw it out. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, we fucking. We, and I, we, I we, like that's think, when you
1: know you fucked up. You have to meet your one. I stand the next day.
0: And what's this question here from a Philip from Boca Raton asking about band-aids? Anything about band-aids? Something
1: about band-aids going out and needing band-aids to Maybe cover something up? A
0: female needing to wear band-aids when she goes out with you? Band
2: aids oh, to cover. Fill up from Boca was PJ. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yep. My oh, girlfriend. Yeah. Con- <laughs> 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 I love how slow he
2: is to realize that Philip from Boca.
0: Philip <laughs> <up> from Boca <laughs> wants to know about band aids. <laughs> I I,
2: club one night, and I was dating a girl who was a cheerleader because I played football, and she comes into the club one night, and like I, you know, we all worked our area, and she like showed up, and she came up to me, and I go. Go in the back, and she's like, "Why?" I said, "Go in the fucking back right now." Like where the have, cabin- like there was like a little place where they ate, and she's like, "What's wrong?" And I'm like, "You're staying right here." And I went to like the fucking first date thing, and I go, "You're putting bandages over your nipples." I'm like, "That's insane." She's like, "What?" I go, "You're not walking around the fucking club with your nipples sticking out of your fucking shirt." I go, "It's ridiculous." I go, so, <laughs> so, you?" Get the fuck out of here,
1: guy. You're so PG.
2: Nip- nipples are so in right now. Yeah, but, like, it was back then, I it was at a club, like, there was always fights going on, and, like, I already got into scuffles because of, like, guys hitting on her grabbing her ass, and I'm like, I don't need your headlights on in the fucking middle of the club, like, <laughs> <you know?
1: laughs>
2: Now, it's different. I wouldn't give a shit, but back then, I was, like, a young punk, like, 20-year-old, and I was like, you're not showing those. Mm, those now, are like, for um, my eyes I'm, only. Yeah, now I'm like, show them off. Whatever. <laughs> Uh. <laughs>
1: okay, I have a good one. So, from what I was told, there was a moment in time where you were severely dehydrated, oh, and there was a little little baby bird situation.
0: I didn't hear this one.
1: Oh, you weren't listening to this before. <laughs> nothing,
0: nothing to do with dehydration of baby birds. <laughs> baby bird. So
1: there, yes. So apparently, PJ had to feed you. Oh, oh, pe- oh, 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 baby pe- bird. Okay, okay, go ahead.
2: Yes, yes. I was like, there was no bird involved in this.
1: PJ PJ was we, the mother bird.
2: <laughs> yeah, so when I competed in 2008, when I turned pro, Dave Palumbo was doing my diet. And yes. I was very, like, I weighed 220. I had to suck down to 176. Like, it fucking sucked. And after prejudging, I was so fucking dehydrated. And I was in Dave's room, and he looked at me, Palumbo. And he looked at me, and I just, like, laid, like, I, I kneeled down. On the floor and put like my head on his bed, and PJ wasn't there yet. PJ comes walking in. He's like Dave. He's like, "Guy's not okay." And he's like, "Dave's fine." And PJ's like, "No." And I stood up, and Dave's like, "Oh, he's not okay." And like I couldn't even fucking stand. Like I was that fuck. Like I felt like I was. I felt like I was totally fucking drunk off my ass, and I couldn't even function. And Dave goes, "You gotta go get him a power Powerade and put salt in it, or if and and he's not, he, you can't let him fall asleep, or you gotta take him to the ER." And him and this kid, Mike Liberatore, who turned pro, um, fucking carried me to my room, laid me on my bed. And he's just like, you can't fall asleep. You can't fall asleep. Leaves the room. I fucking pass out. And then he wakes me up. And he's like, bro, you got to wake up. You got to wake up. And I'm like, What? He's like, you got to drink this. And he's like, takes this fucking bottle. And he like, I, I sit up. He's like, you have to drink this. And I take a sip. And it fucking tastes like he went out into, like, the ocean and just bottled it up. And was like, here, <laughs> And I was like, I can't drink, that's disgusting. He's like, Dave said, you, if you don't drink this, you have to go to the emergency room. So I'm like sipping this like water full of salt within fucking 30 minutes. It was like nothing ever happened, but I was scared to death. I was like, something's really wrong. I was scared. And he fucking, if he didn't get me that power <laughs> and that salt, I was done.
0: <laughs> I've yeah. heard like a lot of Dave Palumbo stories mm-hmm. uh, in my time. Um, I've even heard crazy stories about him posting pictures of people on the internet. That he shouldn't be posting. Have um, you ever
2: heard anything that, about that? Yeah, that's definitely fucking at me. <laughs>
1: God, you're such a good sport.
2: I love you. So he posted Dave Palumbo when I turned pro. When I The, the, the day I turned pro, <laughs> I was in his room posing. Another sock fucking thing. And I still do it with Chris. Like, if Chris comes to my room and I just get tanned a he's like, all right, let me see what you look like. And I go, dude, I just got tanned. I'm not putting trunks on. Like he, and he's like, I don't give a fuck. So I, I have a sock on. Because I don't want to fuck my cam up just to put trunks on. Like it's- Wait, I
1: don't think you've ever put a sock on.
2: I
0: like I have ankle socks. That's all you. Should I got. we do this for the and vlog? Should
1: this be an activity for the vlog? I'm
0: not doing
2: that. Okay. Make cock socks with fucking Chris Graham. <laughs> Chris Graham with up. a beard. Yeah. Beard. Like right Bearded
1: socks. Yeah.
2: Little handlebar. Yes. Exactly. And uh, what the fuck was I? I don't even know what we're talking about. The um, uh, the
1: uh, the sock. Dave yeah. Palumbo. Dave
2: Palumbo. Photos. Dave was, like, asking me to hit poses. So he's, like, hit a back double bicep. And I hit a back double bicep. But I was, it looked, I looked like I was naked because you couldn't see my sock because I was, like, from behind. And he's, like, come here and look at this. It looks crazy. So he shows it to me on his phone because he had, like, a regular phone. And I'm, like, oh, my God. I was, like, I didn't even realize it looked like that. He's, like, you look crazy. And that's all he said. Well, then some fucking how after the show, I go to Google and I go to Google pictures from the show. And I type in Guy Cicernino in Google. And the fucking first thing that it comes up, guy, sister Nino, naked. And I was like, (laughs) click. That's how you know you've arrived. Back double bicep. My ass was shredded. You can pretty much see my asshole. That's how peeled my glutes were. People are like, what's wrong with his ass? Why can't you see his dick from behind? And I'm like, so I had to like contact the fucking administrator from the site. And I'm like, hashtag socks. Uh, I'm like, you got to take this down. I'm like, I'm like, I'm please, like this is gonna affect me again. And the guy actually took it down, and I never got seen again. But I was like, Jesus Christ, like that would have sucked. Right.
1: It's probably never been seen again. I'm, I'm sure I could maybe Google it.
2: (laughs) I'm sure you guys are no naked. It's probably gonna pop up somewhere. (laughs) All right, let's get done. I feel bad. It's not like the weird PJ photos.
0: Yeah. So yeah. (laughs) So, these stories were brought to you by uh, Philip Braun, so you could take that out on him. Not yeah, us. yep. Yeah, uh,
1: but you've been such a good yeah. sport, and I let's, love you for let's it. Let's
0: get back on track right now. So, like, uh, a lot of people that watch the channel want to know about like working out. Obviously, a lot of people that watch this channel want to get fit and everything. How would you, because I know you work out a little bit differently, I think, than most bodybuilders. At least that's what I hear from like PJ and stuff. Yeah. How would you describe how you work out now and maybe back then when you were like, you know, started bodybuilding and stuff. How is that different than what most people, most bodybuilders, how they work out now?
2: This It's funny you said this because I actually just talked about this in an interview for GASP. This is the difference with the way I train and the way kids train these days. Is that back when I was working out, I had a goal in mind. And that goal was to be the best bodybuilder that I could. That didn't include the phone. The problem is, is that these kids want to become or want to be in my shoes or Branch's shoes or Jay's shoes or Ronnie's shoes. And they want to do that before doing the necessary things in the gym to get them to that level. So instead of just going into the gym and putting 110% into the gym, they're so worried about how the set looks on film, how this looks, if the angle's good, this that they're not putting their effort into training they're putting more effort into social media. And I feel like if people that are trying to become successful in the sport put their fucking phone away. And when they become good enough and successful to be filmed, they will be filmed just as much as anybody else. But you have these little like like the kids, for example, like we talked about today, like 150 pounds, like doing leg press with like three plates and like causing a huge scene and like cameras all over the place. And like that's where that whole, you know, little you know, fracas started. Um, but it's like, you're, you're filming what, like you're, who are you filming for? Who is your audience? If you never have any accolades, you never accomplished anything. Like I get, you want to become something and start, but it starts with the gym, not with the phone. And I think the phone distracts a lot of people from the task at hand. And I think I learned from a very young age by training with branch early on in my career, that like, when you go into the gym, it's about the fucking gym and that's it. And these kids walk into the gym with, like, a fu- an entire, like, camera crew. And it's not training. It's it's just, it's, it's, they're, more people would be better at bodybuilding if they actually loved working out and bodybuilding was a byproduct of it rather than working out just to be a bodybuilder. Like, my passion isn't being on stage, stand up, posing. My passion is being in the fucking gym and training hard. Like, I don't give a fuck about that other stuff. That's just there as like that's a bonus product. Like I would be doing this shit whether I was on stage or not. A lot of these kids, though, don't have that attitude. And I think that's where it differs.
0: Yeah. And I and what I will say is and I thought about this earlier today. Uh, we were in the gym and, and, uh, and I'd even share this with Kristen yet was a lot of people want to be where you're at or they want to be where Kristen's at. But I, I part of me thinks that like you've got to be a little bit like messed up in the head to get there. And what I mean is like, it's not just anybody can say, you know what? I'm going to go be a bodybuilder and they do what you do. Or I'm going to go ahead and be like a strong man athlete and do what Kristen does. You've got to like, I think there's a party that has to be a little bit messed up because like if I try to explain to somebody like what Kristen does in the gym, like I can't do that. Like I literally can't do that. She'll, You know, I'm like, there's periods where it'll be years on end of four hours a day in, in the gym working out. And I'm like, it's not like fun. It's not like I'm going to go to the gym today for an hour. It's like, I'm going to go to the gym and work for four to five hours. Like maybe I'll go for two hours today. I'll come home. I'll eat. I'll do a couple other things and I'm going to go back and it's going to be two hours of lifting, two hours, another hour of accessory work. By the time you're done, I'm like, it's a five hour day in the gym. And I'm like, you've got to be a little sadistic in the head to do that. Like it doesn't,
2: it's not a normal person to do that. I tell people you can't see somebody like Kristen Me, Branch, Dorian, Ronnie, Jose, Flex Lewis. You can't see guys like that and think, oh, they're 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 normal. Nobody that goes into the gym that trains like that and can lift that amount of weight. They're they're they they have to have something up here that's not really wired right to switch on like that, to be able, like there's not a lot of people that can go into the gym and not give a flying fuck who's around. Like, I learned that from brands. Like, I am who I am in the gym. I'll talk to myself. I'll curse. I'll, because that's if that's what I have to do to get the, the job done. But so many people are worried about who's around them and what they're doing and who's paying attention that they try to change who they are in the gym. And it affects their workout. I go to the gym, and I don't even know. I I couldn't tell you who's in the gym, who's around me, who's – I'm there for one reason, and that's to fucking attack the weights. And that's my job. Yeah. And that's just, that's plain and simple. That's what I- And that heard. was one of the things
0: like, before we moved from Jersey to South Carolina, I was kind of like, I always felt like disappointed. I was like, one of the things that I wanted to see it, and I I take myself as an outsider, like looking in, and I was like, I always wanted to see like Kristen work out with you. I was like, you know, I watch Guy, and I'm like, looking at the, like your work ethic, and she this was even me. before she Blackstone. No, 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 I, I think you both it's, have a very like, similar different. mindset in the way you are in the gym. I think there's a lot of people who like to work out and like to be somewhat fit and post about it on Instagram. And then there's people who like want to work out because they actually like it. And then they also film some of it on the side. Um, but there's a different type of,
1: there's a different type of person uh, that uh, would die yeah. under a bar.
0: And I would love to see like,
1: and I think, you know, weird, like, like,
0: yeah, I, I would love sense. to me personally. I would love to see like you and Kristen on like a leg day and like you put her through a leg day or her vice versa. And like, to see how you guys actually compare. And I'm like, I think it would be very like, awesome to see two worlds collide. And I think it'd be actually pretty cool to see.
2: I'm sure that's gonna happen sooner than later. I'm sure. But
0: I also don't think that many people. Philip
1: may have something under his right? But I don't think many
0: people (laughs) could compare to that. I don't think there's many, I don't think there's many guys that could keep up with her. And I don't think there's many girls that keep up with you Mm -hmm. or guys to keep up with you. Like, I think it's a, a weird, somewhat sick human. I think you're a sick human.
1: I don't necessarily necessarily think
0: think that we're sick. (laughs) I think
1: that there's there's a certain passion and there's a certain level of not caving in to this hurts like it it fucking hurts and that's okay. And I'm going to push through and I'm going to be better for it. And I think we're capable of that. So that's what brings us to the next level.
2: Oh, I, right. I tell people a lot of people don't know what tr- what training hard is until they actually train hard. Like I hear so many people go, I train so hard. A couple months ago, I had like a, a an influx of like kids from Jersey. Like, hey, can I can I train with you? I want to train with you. And I, my answer is always just show up, pick a day and show up. Like I you I don't I don't need money, just show up. I have literally I had a kid that was that front squatted four ninety five like strong. He was like a twenty year old kid, two hundred and fifty pounds. <laughs> We did back at the end of the first back exercise. He was throwing up in a fucking garbage laid out in the middle of the gym. Jesus. Like (laughs) like, I I trained legs twice with two different guys. Didn't make it through the workout. Puking the brains out. And I'm like, these are people that reached out to me thinking that they can actually train with me and that they they can hang like they're, they were like, Oh, you're training legs today. And I'm like, that's where you guys got it wrong. Because when I was coming up, And Branch was like, oh, we got legs today? I was fucking scared. (laughs) Because I knew that this was going to fucking suck. These kids come to me and they're like, hey, let's train legs. Like, it's going to be a fucking carnival ride. I'm like, you guys are crazy. That's your biggest muscle group. It's also, like, in a way disrespectful. And I don't mean that, like, negatively. But for, like, a random 20-year-old to think he can, like, step – and I'll call it a ring – like, step in the ring – and hang with somebody that does what I do every single day. Like you gotta have a little like, can you imagine like a girl being like, hey, I like I want to train, I don't whatever, like how do you train it? Like your your strongest exercise, and they've like they just got into fucking working out. You're like, this person thinks they can hang with me on this day?
0: Like yeah. seriously. I, and I and I've said that like with guys. Like we get guys that are like, I wanna like, you know, if it's CrossFit strong like I wanna compete with the guys. And I'm I'll say to them, like, I'm like compete against with just not yourself. compete with. Work out with Kristen, and right. I'm like if you can't hang with Kristen, and you're a guy, and I'm like if you can't hang with Kristen, who's a female, yeah. you're not going to compete with the men. So I'm like you're not going to be able to hang with her, and she's one of the top females. So I'm like if you I can't work out with her,
2: I'm like, I wouldn't be able to hang with some of the shit she does.
0: Yeah, no, it's 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 very like I said. There's a, a very elite few people who are at the level that you're at, that Kristen's at, that all, all these top athletes are at. And I'm like it's. It's not like um, you don't decide to do that. It takes a very crazy type of person.
2: Will Smith said something in a motivational speech once. And he said, the difference between me and everybody else, and he used the analogy about getting on a treadmill. He goes, if we get on the treadmill together, he goes, you're getting off first or I'm going to die. He goes, that's how it is. He goes, if we get on the treadmill together, you're going to get off first or I'm going to die before I get off this.
1: That's how I look at your treadmill when you're on the treadmill. (laughs) Is that weird? I look at everybody around me and I'm like, I will crush you everybody. I don't care. I will pull on the rower harder. I will walk at a higher income. I thought you
0: just meant me personally. No, like like anybody. No,
1: like in general, anybody that's around me on any kind of equipment that that is numbered in some way, shape or form that we can challenge each other. I will be at a higher interval, higher incline, higher whatever. And at the end of the day, I'm gonna i I'm gonna outlive you.
2: Yeah. All right. Yep. Like I like said, if you're I'm scared. in the gym and I'm training like, <laughs> like, are, I, I feel
1: mean, like that's normal. Is that not normal? It, no, I feel like because that's do, savage.
2: If I'm in the gym and like I'm training <laughs> chest and like somebody's like let's say I'm doing like incline and somebody's doing incline next to me, I'll like in my head I'm like pick a weight. Cause whatever weight you pick, I'm picking at least concept <laughs> here. <laughs> just, just so you know who's in control in this gym, it's so oh. bad, oh but God. it kind of makes it fun. It's like, okay, you're using pretty heavy weight, I'm gonna show you what heavy weight is. Do
1: you show up like
2: who rules the gym? <laughs> um, so I have a funny
1: one, maybe funny, I don't really know. So, sex,
0: oh, okay, I see where this is going, you see
1: where this is going, yeah. versus testosterone, going, okay. Versus testosterone. So I was on a team. So remember now I'm in CrossFit.
2: You're all oh, oh, strong not man, like, that kind of not stuff. Like, wait, hold on. Not actual like in bedroom sex. You're talking about like male. No, no, no. Like no no no. no well, no. yes,
1: definitely in bedroom sex. sex. So I wanna know, do you think that having sex in general, it's like intercourse. having intercourse has an effect on your top testosterone levels?
0: And the reason she's asking this yes. is well, when I'll she try, competed in in CrossFit, she had uh, she was on a team of men and women,
2: Keep and it the guys. <laughs> this is gonna, the... <laughs> as you talk, I'm going to pee, but I'm going to be listening. But Go ahead.
0: Okay. <laughs> on this
2: yeah,
0: yeah I, I literally am like due for a pee break in a second. So the guys on her team um, would not have sex with their girlfriends because they were uh, they were they told me that they would their testosterone levels would drop before they competed. And when I tried to pry into it more and more, I said, so is it the sex that's the problem? And they said, no, sometimes we will have sex, but we won't finish. We won't climax as a guy. We're not going to climax because that's what brings it down. So they would have intercourse with their girlfriends. To an
1: extent. But they
0: would not finish. They would not climax and they would stop. And then they would go to sleep. And compete the next day because they felt that kept their their testosterone levels peaked, and they would perform at their best. So they would have sex. They would not climax.
1: Right, but we, however, continued to have sex throughout.
0: Oh yeah, I wasn't competing. In I
1: well, no, I was competing, but that I felt like yeah. it didn't. So the guys what on our team me, would have
0: sex periodically. The girls
1: continued to have sex, but the men Kristen's felt gonna love my there was... When, I, when you
2: guys are done, <laughs> you're going to love this. Keep going.
0: <laughs> yeah, so so I that's know. it. So they would have sex, but not the guys would not finish because they were afraid it would bring their testosterone So the ultimate
1: down. question is, do you think that having intercourse affects your testosterone levels?
2: I'll say this. In college, we always had a rule like, you don't fuck it before the football games. Like, that was like a college thing. <laughs> But I'll say this, somebody that fucks and intentionally doesn't finish is crazier than the person that me and you are who go to the gym. Because if I I get into fucking bed and I start fucking around, if I don't finish, that means either there was an emergency or somebody fucking killed me. Because there's no way I'm getting all fucking gung ho and riled up. And I'm going to fucking pull the e-brake short. Like, there's no way that's happening.
1: Right? That's what I'm saying.
2: Not a chance. I have fucked before a bodybuilding show. I have fucked in between prejudging and a night show. If I want to have sex, (laughs) I will have sex in the middle of a fucking street. I don't care. Like, it doesn't matter. So completely unrelated to your level of testosterone in your body. if I am like whatever, like with somebody and I, I want sex, like I don't care what is happening. I don't care if I'm competing, I don't care if I'm at a wedding, funeral, like if I need to have fucking sex, we're having sex. We're finding a place <laughs> to have sex.
0: And, and we're going all the way. To be clear, we're not doctors. But
2: no. from however from
0: personal experience
2: From personal experience. You're I have it. I have one show's having sex the day before and during. <laughs> <laughs> I I think it would be less weird if they just didn't have sex to say, yeah, I got all turned on, fucked my chick for 10 minutes and stopped right before I came. And I'm that's like, what they did. I'm like, in my head, I'm like, you're a serial killer.
0: That's so, what I said. Because that's crazy. That's
1: exactly, yeah. That's insane.
0: I'd rather be a little also, bit less I feel, <laughs> of an out- I feel like athlete. I should
1: say I'm so sorry yeah. to the girls that are involved in the situation.
0: Right. Like, I should buy them dinner. Yeah. I don't even know.
2: Well, I mean, are the girls um, getting off? uh i it didn't seem that way i doubt no. it i well, highly doubt it if you it from find, me, listen if, if you need if, listen, if you can't even get your girl off then maybe you just need to find a new guy <laughs> <laughs> right?
0: um all right so i have a question for the guys that want to get big that are watching this uh what's like your diet like
2: when i'm off season or when i'm like when i'm trying to bulk
0: uh, yeah, I would say like to be your size to maintain or bulking, like, you know, I watch like the Arnold and it's like, you have to eat like 72 eggs a day, probably yeah, by like, four pounds of bacon. I mean, is it really that intense? Like, are you shoveling food into an uncomfortable level into
2: your body? I don't because I, well, now people will agree. I don't think that's healthy. I don't think shoveling food into your body when your body doesn't want it is healthy. So some people are like, well, that's why you're not big. And I'm like, I, I choose to not walk around feeling sick all day like i'm sorry are you not big i don't think i'm big
0: what what do you all right so let's to be before you answer this fully what do you walk around at like weight wise versus what's your height also height and weight for people that don't know you
2: and i'm like off season i'm in like the 230s okay and you cut to 212 right that's your weight class yeah i usually can be like 207 208 okay okay so that's i feel
1: like that's still big i you know what it's not heavyweight, but like you're what it's like middle 212 is like middleweight, right?
2: No, well, 212 in amateur would actually be heavyweight because heavyweights, uh, like okay. heavyweight, 198. And so you're still a big dude, but I mean, I guess when you listen, like, like you, when you compete with the best in the world, you, you're, you judge yourself based off the best in the world. So to me, mm-hmm. like, I'm good, I've won seven shows, like, I've been to the Olympia seven times, but. Like I look at some of those guys, and I'm like, man, those guys are fucking freaks. Like I'm not, I don't look like that, <laughs> you know. It's
1: because you're like, a psycho. You're like all up in here.
2: No, a psycho is somebody that has sex and doesn't finish. I'm not that guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's Touché. not. Touché. Yeah. That- so <laughs> what? What are you
0: like shoveling down your gullet on a daily?
2: Um, in the off season, I, it's like five whole eggs in the morning. I'll do like a half a cup of cream of rice, some berries, like two pieces of toast, um, with some jelly. And then I'll do uh chicken, usually like eight ounces of chicken, two cups of rice. Then I'll go to the gym like like probably around four o'clock, five o'clock. Have uh I drink uh 30 what, the not the small ones, but like even now when I'm dieting, I drink one of the like pretty big size Gatorades when I train. Um, not the zeros, like the ones with sugar in it. Um and then I do that intra workout, post-workout. I have two scoops of isolation. I have the uh two scoops of the uh, blackstone glutamine. And then I do a two creatine and two bananas, and then I do um, another chicken and two cups of rice, and then I'll do uh, about eight ounces of steak and another cup of rice, and then literally, I at night I fucking eat whatever the fuck I want every day. Like really? I will fuck, yeah. I'll I'll literally. Don't tell it. him that. <laughs> but you know what's crazy? The older I've gotten, I I never used to do that. The past two years, if I don't eat something shitty every day. My weight will not go up, and I will fucking... Like, I stopped eating a cheat meal for a week every day. No, it was one or two weeks. I was like, let me just stop eating a shitty meal every day and just pull back and see what happens. I went from 230, 228, to fucking 213, like that. Just by pulling out that shitty meal and adding a clean meal in. Like, I, I have to go to, like... I got to get, like, two burgers and a fry, or I'll get, like, a pizza and some ice cream. Or, like, I, never, I haven't had McDonald's since fucking... I was in college with PJ. I'd go to McDonald's. I'll go to fucking Sonic. I'll go to Chick-fil-A all the time. He's like it, Joe. It, it, it's Joe Riser. Yeah. He's a fucking He basketball. would like
1: come over and we'd be like, we ate so clean today. He's like, I'm on my way to Chick-fil-A or I'm on my way to like Five Guys. Five
2: Guys, McDonald's.
1: And I'm like, you're me. an asshole.
2: He's worse than me. He fucking eats multiple cheat meals a day, but he like tries to hide it with his like three clean ones right Um, always like carries like three clean ones around like he's a bodybuilder but like in behind yeah like fucking at mcdonald's drive-thrus and
1: shit yeah but he can he's young he's super young
0: yeah i'm like i drive by a mcdonald's on my way home and i gain three pounds (laughs) i'm like i didn't even stop in
2: it i used to be like that i was eating shit every day and i was i abs i it was i was like i don't know why this is happening to me at 39 years old because I used to it's, be like, like I'd you. off the diet and I would look like my face would get fat. I, my stomach would look like shit. And now yep. I'm like, man, I got to eat all this stuff just to gain some fucking weight. <laughs> That's why dining for me is so easy because I hate to eat. I, when I'm done bodybuilding, straight intermittent fasting. I'm not eating all day. I'm not eating from the time I wake up until like eight o'clock at night and then I'll eat for a couple hours and then go to bed. Because wow. I have zero, I could I can literally train the way I train on nothing. Wow. And be completely fine awesome.
0: Doing. Well, so, from here, uh, well, before we talk about like what's going on in the future, Olympias and stuff. How many Olympias have you competed at? Seven. And when we go, when we talk about like Olympias and stuff, Olympias, Arnold's, and everything like that. When we talk about like expos in general, where's the future at with the Olympia, the Arnold, any of the expos? Where do you see them over the next? year two years three years are we going to have the olympias back from two years ago the arnold from two years ago or is I that th- do you think this is becoming a way of the past
2: i think you're going to i just don't think you're going to see him in columbus i, mean, I don't think the arnold's ever going to be in columbus again um and i think the olympia at least for the next couple of years is going to be i don't want to say like a republican state not people be like oh you're a political but like the states that are fully functioning and open like texas like fucking arizona like um, Florida, I think you're going to, that's why a lot of the shows are being moved to those States because the, the laws are a lot more lenient with this COVID shit. Um, and I, I, I think in order for the, the bodybuilding industry to survive, you need those things. You need those interactions mm-hmm. with those fans. Like that, that is what makes bodybuilding what it is. So I don't think those expos, I maybe this year, they're not going to be as crazy as they were, but I think by 2022, especially with like athletic con coming, with the rock and shit, like that's the year that they're saying like, that's going to get put on. I I don't see the Expos being a big deal besides maybe a little bit this year. But I think by next year, I think we should be back to a fully functioning fucking world. I at least hope so.
0: Yeah. Amen. I I know like the Arnold was, I think one of my favorites. I like the Olympia. The Arnold to me was one of the fun ones. Um,
1: As an athlete, I think the Arnold was my favorite Olympia is fun. Like, It's just fun. It's so fun. But as an athlete, the Arnold is like the mecca to me. And that's not, I'm not a bodybuilder. I think if you're into bodybuilding,
0: the Olympia was probably like the thing to do. But like the Arnold kind of pulls in everything. Everything It it pulls in every type of sport. Like you could be a professional foosball player yeah, or like a professional cornhole player or arm wrestler. You go to the Arnold. Like the Arnold is everything. Um, And so I think there's, it's a lot of fun, but it's like. My fear is that it's people won't experience what it used to be. It's, I'm really the cornhole though. I'll I'll take you right now. I'll take away <laughs> <got> your money. <laughs> I, got, I,
2: got a, I got a New York Giants cornhole set in my fucking garage. Hell yeah! yeah I'll take your money. I'll take you her money. You just became my favorite.
0: We gotta. We um, might have to go I'm, back to Jersey I'm, one I'm, of these i
2: yeah. they come. I got cornhole. I got, do you ever play washers? Yes. With the fucking yeah. Fucking well, the, camp, the, the the little coffee can. Yes. Yeah. yeah I got yeah. that. I got deer targets in my backyard. I'm like as redneckish as they come.
0: yeah we might have to go back to jersey
2: we
1: might have to do that
0: no the gun laws suck (laughs) it's a little different down here huh it's a little bit different down here down in south carolina i mean so we moved from jersey just taxes you said taxes in jersey i we had a small little ranch house and we were paying like nine thousand dollars a year in taxes that we moved to south carolina we have a bigger house everything's taken care of and we paid like a thousand dollars a year like eight thousand dollars a year we saved
1: like i robbed somebody
2: it's crazy (laughs) um so i have 2.2 acres and my my but i live on a bigger lot but i live like i don't want to say in the middle of nowhere but like if you were at my house you'd be like you live in texas like i my neighbors have seven acres and you hear like cows and chickens and goats and like i I, because that's where i like to live so my taxes are like 10 grand but I live on a bigger lot of land, but I live like like three miles offset from the highway, like in the like dead quiet, like peace and quiet. Like there's no like you can't see the only neighbor you can see is across the street. I have trees on both sides of me. I can't see the neighbors behind me, the neighbors to my side. Like my dogs roam all over the place and like they they absolutely love it. But it, it, it's expensive. Like I could sell my house, move to Texas, and like throw half the money in the bank and get a and get a house bigger than the one that I have. It's like oh, yeah, for sure. what am I doing
0: here?
1: For real. It's crazy.
0: Sucks. Um, so one of the things was um, we want to talk about social media real quick. Um, how big I know social media now has to be way bigger than when you started. Um, well,
2: it didn't exist. It didn't. I, so I got my first social media account in 2012. Wow. My dad was on Facebook before me.
1: Actually, I think that's when I really started social media. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, I know you yeah. started a YouTube channel, right? Like uh, not long ago, yeah. right? In the year. Like, so of, of Instagram, YouTube, all this stuff. What is your, do you have like a favorite? So do you run your own social media or is that something oh, you
2: outsource? No. You do it no. yourself? The only person that does anything is Joe will upload um, videos to Instagram for me. Like he handles my Instagram stuff. No, I'm sorry, not Instagram, YouTube. Your YouTube? Yeah, okay. YouTube stuff, but Instagram, Twitter, i mean snapchat i'm not on anymore i mean i'm on it but like nobody fucking uses that um i'm that's all all me nobody like even like people think i have like people that do like my clothing and stuff i do everything like i do so if you're
0: responding to somebody in dms on instagram that's you not
2: all me yeah all me it's me either on a plane day or taking the shit one of those two
0: (laughs) um how big do you think that is now for like a bodybuilder like an up-and-coming bodybuilder like When you were an up-and-coming bodybuilder, Instagram, social media, that wasn't a thing. So, like, now somebody has to face not only becoming a bodybuilder, but you've also, I would imagine, have to grow a social media to also get your name out there with every other person that wants to be a bodybuilder. The only
2: difference is is that the judges don't care about your social media.
0: So, if you want to make it more of a business where you're going to say, like, I want sponsorships, I want to somehow get uh, money in return from companies, I want these companies to notice me, you've got to have a, a social media presence, right?
2: You have to have a social media presence. But what, the one thing I, I ask people when they go, how do I get a sponsor? And I go, what do you bring to the table as an athlete right now? Because a lot of people are like, I want to be a sponsor. And I'm like, well, do you have a niche following? Do you do something that like not a lot of people do? Are you like incredibly strong? Are you incredibly fit? Is, are you, can you do a lift? Do you do, have like a special talent? Like, you mm-hmm. can't be like a one arm waitress and come to the table with nothing and be like, hey, sponsor me. Like it doesn't work like, like everybody that. else. Yeah. yeah. But the problem is, is that I think this is where the struggle is, is where, like Chris said, like, how do you get there with doing the work without utilizing social media? And I think you can, but I, I think there's a way to do both. But I think the focal point shouldn't be on social media. It should be on the training aspect, because if you're good, like a lot of people try to be successful on social media it, rather than being successful on like a bodybuilding stage. If that's what, if that's what we're talking about, but people don't realize that if you come, if, if let's say you don't have a lot of fans and followers and you don't do a lot on social media, but if you come to a show and you fucking wow, the shit out of the audience and the judges and you win, you're going to gain a following. Cause people are going to go, who the fuck is that? But so true. People, people want the fame before the fucking hard work is put in. And that's where I disagree. I feel like put the phone away, do the hard work and with the hard work and your physique and doing well, sponsors are going to gravitate towards you. I never in my life reached out to a person like, hey, can you sponsor me? Every single sponsor I have gotten from fucking PJ to to gas to um, uh, Choice Botanicals, you name it. They reach out to me. I don't reach out to anybody. If you think I'm good enough or you think I'll bring your company an ROI and you want to reach out to me, then go right ahead. But I'm not going to. There's so people mess with me like, hey, want to be sponsored by you? I go by what? But what do you want to be you want to be sponsored by my fucking clothing? Like, what? Well, I, I don't. I right. what, what do you want from me? Like, you want me to pay you to fucking like do what? You know. So I just feel like people see, and I think that a lot of times certain ways ambassador programs are set up. It's set up to like make a lot of like a lot of these guys take ambassadorships, and some ambassador programs are very good some of them are garbage and some of these athletes like will just have an ambassadorship just to put their name with the, a company, just to say, their Oh,
0: hundred percent,
2: you know? Yeah. And the problem is, is that like, why don't you work for it and become an athlete rather than just being content with being an ambassador? But right. a lot of people are just content with saying, Oh, I'm a Blackstone labs ambassador rather than be like, you know what? And I want to be an ambassador, but I'm gonna work my balls off to be a fucking athlete. Like, I don't even know if one ambassador I mean, I'm obviously newer to Blackstone, but how many ambassadors went from an ambassador to an athlete? Like, I was never an ambassador, but if I was, I'd be like, man, I want to be a fucking athlete. I'm gonna bust my ass till I, I can be an athlete, not just an ambassador. But I think, so but that comes like, down oh. to
0: like work ethic. Is you know, a, a lot of people have that work ethic where it's like you get into a company or you get into whatever it is, but you, you come into like an ambassadorship. But you have you come in with that drive to become yeah. like, I want to become the next thing. I want I want to run this company at some point, yeah. like. These you people know. getting abandoned. and
1: the ability to sell too, the ability yeah. to like, the like are like you say like and an, as an influencer, what are you influencing? Twelve people or are you yeah. influencing thousands of people? Those are two very different things. So if and you can come in and, and say like I'm influencing
2: enough, that's why I disagree with the filming when it's like you're filming for who, and then they like, well I'm filming because I want to get more fans. Well. You putting out content with no fans is going to get you no fans, right? Like it, like mm-hmm. like uh, because unless like a big page reposts you or like somebody reposts you or you have big names following you, like you're not going to fucking really have an audience. Like mm-hmm. I, I, we, it, it, there was a joke a couple weeks ago because I don't I don't follow a lot of wrestling, but you know who um, Roman Reigns is?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent.
2: He started following me. I and I literally I knew who. he That's was. awesome. <laughs> but I was like, I was on a uh, live feed and these kids came on my live feed and they were blasting me. And they're like, you fucking don't follow Roman Reigns. He follows you. How disrespectful. And I'm like, who the fuck are you talking about? I'm like, I, I, who's like, I, is he a bodybuilder? Like, I didn't know because I know him as Joe because Flex Lewis knows him and never really referred to him as Roman Reigns. And I'm not, I don't watch a lot of wrestling anymore, but I knew who he was because he's The Rock's cousin. So I get off my live feed and I go. And I was like, I don't even, and I looked at this guy, but I'm like, he doesn't follow me. He's got like 4.3 million followers. And I click it and I'm like, holy shit, this motherfucker follows me. So I messaged him and we've messaged back and forth. He's the coolest dude in the world. But like, I like, I, I'm so detached from my social media that I didn't even fucking realize somebody that big and well-known follow me. Like I, that's how much I don't pay attention to it. Like mm-hmm. I have text messages. I have like 75 text messages unanswered on my phone because I'm so detached sometimes from my phone. Cause I just like, it just doesn't stop. And I'm like, I, I don't want to talk to anybody.
0: Yeah. but, but
1: you, it, you have to turn it off because otherwise you're going to become like a psycho attached to your phone. I know.
0: And then you lose what is actual real. Like what gets you to where you are? Like yeah. if you just suck into body uh, to Instagram, you don't, Follow bodybuilding, so even with her, like you click on Instagram, all of a sudden, be like you have a hundred new followers, and it's like, oh, that's cool, and you ignore it. But it's like, I wonder who those hundred people are, and when you do yeah. that every day, like constantly clicking on a hundred new followers, it's like you you don't have time to sit down and go through all of those hundred to see if one of the hundred is somebody somewhat famous or bigger yeah. than you.
1: But I do like if I meet somebody, like if I met you in a you know, uh, at an event or whatever. And you're like, Hey, I'm Guy you I'd be like, oh, okay, cool. Follow me. I'll follow you. And like, I would find you in my phone and we would yeah. like go back and forth and I'd make sure that you got the attention that you deserved. Yeah. But when followers are coming in and stuff like that, odds
2: are I'm not going to be able to go through and when, scrap through. When I signed with Blackstone, like I didn't know a lot of the Blackstone athletes. So I was like, PJ, who like, give me like a list. I want to know like who the fucking people I need to follow. And he was like, boom, 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 boom. I was like, click, 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 click. And at the time I had a girlfriend, she's like, who are all these fucking whores you're <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, relax. I'm doing it because I'm trying to follow all the fucking, she's like, you're following all these fucking whores and all these, ins-. and I'm like, oh. I'm like, I can't win. <laughs> Stop just a, it. Put that finger song. down. Uh... That oh, one. wait, 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 wait. Is it is she pointing at you or you're pointing at her? I was pointing at her. She was pointing at me. As far as This what? is the whore.
0: The whores that you're following.
2: <laughs> oh, no, 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 I didn't say her. It's this I one. Got, I got yeah. so No, oh, Chris got, is saying it. I, Give me to love. My relationships have, have just gone. Like, there have been times that I literally have, like, have been blamed for stuff. And I'm like, I can't even argue because I didn't do anything wrong. But, like, they in their head believe that like something and I'm like I don't even know what you're referring to yeah. like uh like so- sometimes Instagram can be the worst fucking thing in the world because it's like you click the wrong thing or something is interpreted the wrong way or you follow somebody or you don't check uh, somebody's story I I've had had I've had girls literally Try to base our relationship off of Instagram. Like you haven't posted about me in a while. Like do you not love me. And I'm like, Jesus Christ.
1: That doesn't sound healthy.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm just gonna put it out there. I'm like, I talk to you every day and like we see each other all the time. And you think I, I don't love you because I'm not posting. Like a lot of times the girl doesn't understand that. Like, if your job is a, if your job is to fucking like be a teacher and go to school and teach. And my job is to be on Instagram and post things for my company. They don't want to see pictures of me making out with you every day. Like they want to yeah. see the content that they're paying me to put out. So like, would you go to your classroom and teach them about me and you and body bodybuilding? <laughs> no. So why do you expect me to come on my Instagram page? And like, yeah, I'll put stuff up, but like, I don't like being told what to put up
0: that. And I've tried to explain that to like, average everyday people that follow us is like instagram isn't necessarily real life you know it's like kind of like you it's a job you post the things you have to post there's some things you want to post and you want to show some things but like instagram is a job you post the things that you have to post you post the things that you want people to see it's not necessarily real life and people get confused it's at
1: very rare people. that i put my daughter on my instagram I, right. one because and, of okay, privacy
2: no, i didn't even know you had a daughter How's that? She's nine. So for the I last nine, bold, have she's the
1: reason that I am yo together.
2: We did it. I didn't know. Put it together, clips. <laughs> and I honestly, I think that's fucking awesome. Yeah, I, I like. Uh,
1: I, I, I and I, I like that. I, if you're friends with me on Facebook, Facebook is more. I would okay. say more family and, oriented, but. Instagram like you're very rarely you might see her in my story but it's very rare that she ever ends up on my Instagram I keep that very private and it's personal and Chris at this point has become very much a part of my YouTube my Instagram like he's very much a part of like kind of like who I am so when I post it's and he's in it he'll see. he'll even tell me like why'd you post me it's not going to get as many likes and it's like because it makes sense today yeah if yeah. it makes sense today, yeah. then we're good. Yeah. But Kylie is not going to be on my Instagram. I keep her very much like, like we got home
0: tonight yeah. and it was like, I was like, hey, we got to do this podcasting. You got to go up and put yourself to bed. Just go up and go to bed. I'm like, and we got this cool. guy coming and I try to explain to him. Like, we have this guy. He's a bodybuilder. I'm like, we're doing all this stuff. I'm like, just go up and go to bed real quick. We got to hurry up and like log in and do all this. And she was like, all right, good night. And she went yeah. up and went to bed. She's super and cool. Yeah. And people so. she, yeah
2: but she thinks it's awesome. Yeah. Be- people don't understand that. Like, in our shoes when we have followers, like, privacy is is a luxury. Like, sometimes I just don't want people knowing every fucking thing. Like, I bought a BMW in December and my buddies are like, why don't you post it? And I'm like, for what? Like, what am I posting my BMW for? Like, I'm not the dude to post a fucking nice car that I got. Because, listen, some people do that. PJ posts his fucking F12 twin turbo Ferrari. (laughs) And maybe if I had a Ferrari, I would post it too. But it just, I've never done stuff like that. So I'm not going to start doing it now. Like sometimes you'll like, if I'm in the garage, like on my tractor, you'll see like the blue car in the garage in the background. But like, I don't post like, Oh, today's such a good day. I bought myself a fucking dream car. Like for what? If it's a dream yeah. for me, I don't have to blast it to everybody else. As long as I know that I bought it with my own money and I worked for it and I have it. I, I, that's good enough for me.
0: Like, and we're the same way. Like we like to post, you know, film stuff for YouTube. And like we post, stuff from our house but like we're also cognizant like you know if we're outside filming i'm like let's not put our house number on the side of the house don't put that in the videos maybe don't mention what development we're in exactly we try to keep some things private and some we want to like let some people into our life but it's like we also don't want to let you so far in right
2: so i was i even had a um i was on my tractor one day mowing my lawn and a car like pulled up alongside my house and stopped and i'm like
1: no, you no, know,
2: like, and I, I, one thing I that I do post, I, I love posting. Like, I'm like weird. I love doing my yard work and my garden. Like, I love it. I'm obsessed with it, and I post about it all the time. Because as much as like I do, it, I'm like, man, this fucking blows. Like, I get done cutting all my grass and like weed whacking, and I'm like, ah, oh, it looks fucking gorgeous. So like, I'm weird like that. But this guy like pulled up and stopped, and I'm like, uh, maybe he's lost. So I get off my fucking my tractor and I walk over, and he's like, your guy's sister Nino, right? And I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. And he's like, yeah. He was like, I, I heard you lived around here. He's like, and I thought it was you. He was like, I hope you don't mind. It's you know that I stopped by and introduced myself. And I'm like, no, you're fine, man. I'm like, Jesus Christ. I'm yeah, like, I
0: think I, you even posted something about uh you know Chris Panto squats. I don't know if you know who that Chris is, Pantano. but uh, he's
2: coming here. He's he flies in tomorrow.
0: I think he won a uh, something on your Instagram, or you, uh, you did yeah, like yeah. a competition. Actually, And that had something to do with, like, being outside and stuff, an outdoors thing.
2: Yeah, so that was probably – so I'm going to give you a quick rundown of my 2020 quarantine. Um, I got COVID in March. This is all true. I got COVID in March, went to the doctor. They said I had – this was before it was, like, a big thing. They said I had bronchitis. About two and a half weeks later, before it was even a thing, smell and taste, gone. My buddy actually called me and he was like, hey, do you still have your smell and your taste? And I'm like, no, dude. He goes, it's just all over the news that that's like the number one sign that you have COVID. And I'm like, are you fucking serious? Go to get tested for COVID. Comes back inconclusive. That was like, now where it's like four weeks, of four to five weeks of like me being sick. Then I get tested another week later. It comes back as negative. And the doctor's like, you are not negative. You are sick as fuck. So then the antibody test comes out. They're like, positive. You definitely had COVID. And it took 12 weeks for my smell and my taste to come back. Wow. In that time period, I ended up throat herniating a third disc in my back. So the doctor put me on Oxy, which I've never been on in my entire life. So I went to four different doctors. All four of them said I need to get an MRI to see what happened to my back. My insurance took two and a half weeks. To approve a fucking mri that i pay 707 dollars a month for my insurance took two and a half weeks to fucking approve so i got my first epidural in my back I, I they saw that i had a third herniation because i usually i had two now i have three and they did an epidural the first epidural didn't work so the doctor was like um i was the first two weeks of, of taking oxys they gave me like 15 milligrams so i was taking like three to four a day because i couldn't even stand up like i was in severe severe pain but after the first epidural He gave me 30 milligram tabs and was like, just, you know, take, you know, you don't have to take as many. I was taking one tab a day of an Oxy up to my second epidural. And my second epidural happened on a Tuesday. Monday, I was like, done taking Oxy. Tuesday, got an epidural. Wednesday, got up in the morning, was going to the dentist to get my teeth cleaned, thinking nothing of the sort. Because I feel people get addicted to Oxy when they abuse it. I'm driving to the dentist's office to go get my teeth cleaned. In an all-out fucking, like, and heroin, like, withdrawal for over a week. Like, wow, I, in my house, didn't leave. Parents had to come take care of my dogs. I have videos of me fucking leaning over my sink, just pouring fucking sweat. Like, freezing cold, taking cold showers, hot baths, cold showers, putting on hoodies, taking off. It was the worst experience of my life. During that time, when I was taking the Oxy, I ended up also... Getting me, me, my girlfriend at the time. We were in my driveway, and we were. It was. It was not a serious argument, but we were arguing. And she like went to go give me something out the window, and I was like, I don't fucking want it. And she like dropped it, so she dropped it on the ground and like turned around to go in reverse and didn't see that I bent over to pick it up. Put her car in reverse, ran over my fucking ankle, and fucking I went. I went to the ground, grabbed. her She had a BMW, grabbed her side view mirror, broke the mirror. As I went down, she stopped as I screamed on top of my ankle, like at, like she stopped the car when she realized, and then went forward and then got my ankle, drove myself to the ER. The doctor was like, my hand was the size of a fucking catcher's mitt. My ankle had legit fucking tire marks in it. The doctor was like, you definitely broke something. I ended up not breaking anything. The fucking two weeks later, I'm outside gardening and I garden very, I, when I do my yard work, I throw on a pair of shorts, no shirt, socks, boots, go outside, do my thing. No underwear on, just fucking free ball and shorts. So up until this time I'm in the garden, I have been stung last summer. It was at that time, four fucking times. I haven't been stung in like 30 years, but somehow last summer I got stung four times. I'm in the garden and I'm weed whacking and mowing because in I, my garden is all gaining. So I have to use a push mower inside the garden because my tractor doesn't fit. So I weed whack, and I'm and after I weed whack, I'm, I'm pushing uh, the push mower, and I get stung in the back of my calf. Oh, and by the way, after I had COVID, I got a blood clot in my right calf. And then after I got the blood clot in my right calf, I got cellulitis in my left calf. That was all in many. Um And then, then the opsy thing happened, and then I'm in my garden. I get stung in the calf, and I'm like, motherfucker. I go inside. I get a drink. My fucking calf's all swollen. I'm trying to get the stinger out. And I'm like, all right, I got to finish fucking the grass. So I wait like 10 minutes, go back outside. I'm on the last bay of tomato plants and I'm watering the, the plants and picking tomatoes at the same time. And I, I had no idea, but I was like squatting down, fucking watering, making sure I get the base of the plants. And I leaned, I was leaning over a hornet's nest and didn't see it. Like, no, it was, it was in the ground right where the bay met the ground. It was like in the, it was like, they build this, those like little mud nests. We've had them in Jersey. Yep. And I fucking was stood up and went to go turn around to walk away. And I got stung on the right ass cheek and I got stung. I'm not even kidding. If you can see this, this little fucking cap. If that's the tip of, if that's where I pee at him, the fucking thing stung me on the tip of my dick right next to where I pee. <laughs> and I fucking grabbed my dick so hard oh and my went, God. Into, went into complete panic ran the, the video of me running into my garage. I get into my garage. By the time I'm in my garage, I am fucking ass naked. Everything is off. My shirt's off. My clothes are off. Dick swinging. I look down at my dick and the fucking head of my dick was like the size of... It was like, it was like this. And I'm like, oh my God. So I start Googling what to do if you get stung in the dick by a bee. Google it now if you think I'm lying. All you'll find is how... People actually go to places and get and they pay to get stung in the dick because getting stung in the dick by a bee can apparently permanently enlarge your cock. Okay. I'm looking at my dick that looked like slog space from Goonies, and I'm like, what the fuck do I do? So I call so I fucking go inside, I get a solo cup, fill it with ice, fill it with water, go in my shower and just like teabag the fucking the the red solo cup. Oh my god, I'm crying. And then I took some Benadryl. And I call my aunt, who's a doctor, and I'm like, Aunt Laura, I go, I, I just got stung in the dick by me. I go, I don't know what to do. She's like, is it swollen? I was like, oh, it's swollen. And she's like, can you pee? And I was like, I, I honestly haven't tried. So I went to go pee, and it literally, like, went to come out, it just, like, went hard left, because it was so swollen. <laughs> so then I started popping Benadryl and icing it, and it finally went down, and, like, five days later, I'm laying in a tub, oh, and I had, like, a black dot on the tip of my dick which was the stinger so i'm laying in the fucking tub five days later squeezing my fucking head of my dick to get Thank the stinger you. out and finally got the stinger out and uh it was like this little black fucking like stinger that i squeezed out but the funniest part was that you know did you ever get stung by a bee? not in the dick uh, in yeah in general yes you know when you get stung like if they sting you, the first thing you do is like you hold you squeeze it you don't want to let go I grabbed, I grabbed my dick so hard and was so scared to let go of my grip because I was afraid I was going to get stung again that I burst all the blood vessels in my shaft. It was all speckled red from squeezing it. So, hard. so like, I blew the blood vessels, my dick and I got a stinger in it. I'm like, is this real life? Like, is this, can this really happen to somebody?
0: And what's, I think, what's best is there was, I think this is on video, right? Like, you oh, running me, through your yard.
2: Me running through my fucking yard into my garage. You don't see me get stung, but you see me running with my with my hand on my dick like this.
0: Cause I remember you. I think you posted like you posted the video, and then you posted like it was like a giveaway thing or like yeah. a contest. And you're like, "Where do you think I got stung?" No, I go, I
2: go, I go. And, I said, "Guess what you think happened and where?" And Chris, and oh yes, yeah, <laughs> Chris Pantano goes. You got, cause so many, everything like, you got stung by B. you got stung by B. but nobody said, and Chris goes, you got stung in the dick that Chris goes, you got stung on the tip of the dick by B. And I texted him and I go, <laughs> can I tell you what happened? And he's like, no, I just guessed it. I go, you guessed it to the fucking key, dude. I go, cause that motherfucker wow. stung me direct, like direct hit. Like if he was a, a, a <laughs> centimeter over, he would like, his stinger would be in my fucking pee hole. Like, like he cool. knew what he was doing. Oh, he was like, "I'm gonna get this motherfucker." <laughs> yeah. But let me tell oh like, you, oh all God. that happened to me, even the oxy shit, that two hours of getting stung. When I remember looking at the knife, going, "I might just cut my dick off," because it hurt. Jesus. That, it hurt that <laughs> fucking bad, dude. I can't. Like you're. I'm sure you've been like smacked in the dick and like nothing. Done. The withdrawal from the oxy the covid the getting hit the, the car nothing nothing tough pain level getting stung in the dick by a hornet that was by far the worst experience of my life because i was like is my dick hair gonna ever look the same again <laughs> oh my god why am i so unfortunate <laughs> i'm like no I'm like if a girl pulls down my pants, she's gonna go oh hell no i'm like is this going go back to normal
0: Oh my god, I don't think it's anything right now tonight can top that. Like, no,
1: I think you, win. I think that,
0: and yeah, you win. Tonight.
1: He didn't even give us that one, yeah. Oh, he did.
0: <laughs> no. no, that
1: I just remembered that. that was that was when straight you said, from your lips <laughs> when you said
0: gardening. All of a sudden, I remembered back to that Chris Panto squad. I remember he like commented, and I remember I was like, oh yeah, I remember something about the dick and this hornet or
2: something. And I don't even remember that. Yeah. I'm very transparent, so when like some like at the time, it wasn't funny thinking about it now, it's funny, but, like, like at yeah, in funny. the moment, like, when I told, like, I, I forget who I told, I think I told, like, my brother, and, and I go, dude, honestly, it's not fucking, I go, don't let, right now, I go, right now's not time to laugh. I go, it's not funny. <laughs> I go, it's not fucking funny right now. We can laugh tomorrow when it's, when it's over, but right now, I'm not, I'm not in a laughing mood. So
0: we're good to laugh now. Yeah, now, no, we're now we're okay. But yeah, like, okay yeah. I'm yeah, I will cry. I was,
1: yeah.
0: I needed that laugh. That was a good one. Um <laughs> So... I think before we wrap this up, where, uh, where are you headed to in the next, like what's
1: next for guys, sister Nina, Yeah, where are we headed to? I'm in Dallas
2: until Saturday. And then I'm home on Saturday because I have a wedding to go to on Sunday, which is the 16th. And then the 21st, I'm back to Houston again for choice botanicals for a seminar and a training with the pros with Patrick Moore. And then I think I'm in Florida in June for, um, something with flexible, Miami with PJ, uh, and then I compete in July. I was supposed to compete in Columbia in July 9th, but right. that place looks like it's about to go up in fucking flames. So I'm really not sure what's going on over there. So I'll end up doing a show sometime either early or late July to try to qualify for right, Olympia. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Olympia 2021? Or is yep. that
1: 2022? two? Twenty one. That That'll be
0: 2021. Yeah.
1: 21. Okay. So that'll be number seven.
2: Eight. number eight.
1: Eight. Yes. Eight. I got eight a little
2: i got a little more gas up in the tank i don't know how hell yeah I let's have. do it i got a. I i got a little left i got a couple more runs in me until i i i call today
0: any Black- uh any yeah. companies or anything you want to shout out anything for yourself you want to uh, shout out for I yourself
2: mean, you guys could, i mean my my instagram and all my social media is guys sister nino or com. i mean you guys all know blackstone labs gas better bodies um choice botanicals Cardillo weight belts is always taking care of me made to macro um, Alexis is fucking awesome. She uh, she kills it. Um, if you guys haven't tried my cookie dealer cookies, you got it. Those have been my my go to cheap. What is it? You, Juan and Karen Morell. They're my cookie dealer cookies. You guys haven't seen like everybody posting the cookies. We haven't tried it yet. No, no my
1: cookie really? dealer cookies. We'll have to look. No, it
2: up. are you serious? Not yet. Just go to Instagram. They literally in a year went from making cookies in uh, one of our mutual friends uh, bakeries. To literally being one of the fastest growing companies I think in like the fucking world. Really? Oh, dude. Bro. I'll order them. They have a store.
1: I pack. love cookies. Oh. They're, they have. Okay, a- I think produce. I found it online. So I'm going to order.
2: So you can't order until they bake. What? What? You follow them on Instagram. They do drop. Okay. So they treat it like, like, they, they kind of have like, it, they call them like drops and like, um, it, it, they kind of make it like, Like almost like drug, not drug dealer, but the way that they act, it's like.
0: (laughs) Well, I just saw their email was like cartel at. Yes. So so immediately I was thinking like drug related.
2: So that they do it like that because what they do is they have like these like um they they deliver to Long Island in cars. So they have like these like black bent Gles. They're they're the best cookies I've ever had. I
1: have a big sweet tooth, so there's that.
2: Um, anything else that you want to shout out before we go for tonight? Nah, man, I had a good time. This was some funny fucking conversations. Yeah, Yeah. I
0: had a lot of fun (laughs) tonight, This is
2: fun, for
0: sure. I appreciate taking, like, another hour out of your night tonight. Yeah,
1: I know Uh, it was a big day for you, traveling and the
2: gym and all that good stuff. Nah, it's part of the fucking gig. I'll do it again if you guys want. Next time, I'll be drinking, too. (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Hope so. hopefully
0: next time it's like in a gym and we could actually do like a little bit of like I, I think
2: uh, ask pj i know i'm there in june find out when i'm there let's we'll try to set up when i'm there in june you guys come down yeah yeah
0: definitely. we'll come even if yeah we'll, regardless, we're we'll,
1: really like not that far i mean i'm in jersey Florida. too and i got
2: three extra bedrooms so if you guys ever want to take a trip up uh, you guys i got plenty of room
0: awesome cool. i appreciate that
2: you guys are awesome awesome
0: for sure let's yeah. do it all right Well, again, thank you so much for coming on tonight. I really appreciate it. I know you're you're traveling, you're busy. So um, we'll link all your info in the description down below so people can follow you that way too as well Mm -hmm. for anybody that perhaps doesn't follow you already. So um, I I think that's pretty much it.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So we'll let you log out. We'll let you get some sleep. Enjoy Texas and have fun tonight. All right, if you do anything fun tonight,
2: make sure you always finish the job. (laughs)
0: Always, (laughs) Uh, yeah, (laughs) for sure. (laughs) <laughs> never
2: stop short if anybody learns short.
1: anything tonight do not stop short
0: <laughs> thank you guys, All right, love, guys, you, guys. Good. love you guys have a good night <laughs> good, good
1: night but this was a lot of fun hope you guys had fun with us and we will see you guys next time
0: peace out everybody